0: That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real Moms of Bravo. Real,
1: real, real Bravo. real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo.
2: T-G-I-F for everyone, unless your name is Jen Shaw. We'll just start off by saying this is our weekly recap. We put out an emergency episode on our Patreon page, all things Jen Shaw, up until... Wednesday evening. We will be doing a Jen Shaw update on our Patreon, but this will be just our, our recap, which seems almost like weird <laughs> to talk about just normal Bravo, knowing that somebody is uh, facing up to 50 years in jail, but let's just, you know what, let's roll into it. And what better way to go from jail time, potential jail time, than talking about somebody who actually gained her confidence in jail, Teresa, with uh, the New Housewives of New Jersey what an episode. I mean, it was like
1: emotionally charged from the beginning. And I was not, I was not ready for it. I was not ready for it, especially after the week in Bravo, like Abby, like you mentioned this week. It felt <laughs> strange. And then, you know, we all, I think all of us in this little Bravo bubble, we have forgotten about our housewives, but Jersey was amazing. Great distraction. I just love, and you know, you can tell, obviously the relationships are real. They're family. You can tell there's friends because of how quickly they get over the arguments. Like how intense, like Melissa blowing up, Joe Gorga slamming the table, cheeses flying, cheeses being picked up while they're still talking, like I mean, it was wild. And that was just the family fights amongst those that are (laughs) related by blood
2: and marriage. Then you also have Jackie and Marge and, uh, you know, the real Joe. No, that's not his name. Is that he, is he a Joe too? Yeah. Yeah. Joe B. There's just so many Joe's There's Joe B and Joe G. (laughs) Well, and Joe Judice over in Italy. Um, I say Joe G. Joe G. Joe B. All right. God, that's a, this is a lot to handle after everything, Jen Shaw. But so you have that whole little thing going on. All I will say is I freaking love Dolores because she was the only one that was diffusing everything that was going on. But even before we get into why it needed to be diffused, I was so happy that Melissa finally gets in Teresa's face. I don't love when families fight. It is like hard to watch, but I feel like Teresa always has this, like, you guys never have my back. You never have my back. You never stand up for me yet. Teresa never stands up for any of that. And so I was so happy to see Melissa just not take the bullshit and just go like toe to toe with her and let her know how it's not okay. The way Teresa expects them to just blindly defend her when it's not reciprocated. And then, you know, her husband had her back, which was
1: nice to see too. I mean, and she gave us the drama with the cameras. This is Melissa redeeming herself for her lack of storyline by throwing the cheese and then quickly cleaning up the cheese. Like that to me is like housewives perfection because (laughs) in no other reality TV shows, do you see that happening?
2: No, it was amazing. Um, it was like, oh god! It was just a, a lot going on. I will say, I enjoyed. I use the word enjoy. <laughs> I need a kind of better word. We're words. in a
1: safe. We're in a good space. Yeah, you
2: can. Our people. Yeah, you, you get it. What we mean when we
1: enjoy the drama.
2: I I enjoyed that drama more so than the Jackie just like sobbing and Mar like that whole thing. To me, I was just like, I don't know how it became. These two are fighting with each other, other than maybe everyone's really drunk and not really understanding what's going on. And you have no- Marge doesn't drink. Well, that's, I mean, so maybe she just got, was like amped up on everyone else. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Like that can't be Marge's excuse. And not that I feel like she needs to excuse her behavior. I just felt like that fight between Joe, Marge and Jackie just escalated so, so quickly. And I'm, I I'm really over Jackie, like this whole, like sobbing, crying, woe is me. I'm like, okay you're giving so much more life to this thing. Had
1: she just said, Teresa, fuck off. There's nothing true about this. It would be done. Couldn't agree more. It's starting to get very played out. I mean, we're not in Lucy, Lucy, apple (laughs) juice territory, but it's starting to be a played out storyline where it's like enough, enough already. And hopefully after this episode, it's truly it. But knowing Housewives, it's probably going to continue to drag on until the reunion or we'll forget about it. Well, I say forget very loosely here and they will come back in the reunion. But Marge, I've never seen her that fired up before. I mean, fired up in the sense that her hair wasn't pulled (laughs) to get herself so worked up. But she, I just don't ever see her like that. And then to go after... Jennifer, which we'll, you know, talk about later in the episode, she just Marge, I feel like usually can hold it together, but you know, we're kind of getting glimpses of season one, Jennifer Aiden, Marge, um, (laughs) where your, what is it? Your lips look like a monkey's asshole. Like that's kind of coming out. She's coming unhinged. Um, I wasn't expecting that, but in true Jersey fashion, they quickly nipped it in the bud. I think I got that saying and hugged it out hugged it out for the next day. And then Teresa, I
2: mean, got. I will say I got to give her credit here because I know she doesn't think she was in the wrong and she still feels like she's owed an apology from Jackie for the, the jail comment. And I do think it was just such a cheap shot that like, in my head, I'm like, Jackie, you're above this. You're so good with like killing people with your words. You didn't even have to use the jail thing, but Teresa not only apologizes to Jackie, but then apologizes to Evan as well. And it was just like, I hope this is the end of it and this is done. I am shocked though that she not only apologized once but twice. And I love I mean, that her brother we have said to kind of proud like of her. say, yeah.
1: I mean, for apology, it was like pulling yeah. teeth for her, though. It was like, Evan, hey,
2: I'm sorry. You know, it was like <laughs> I was think like, Evan too was kind of like, I just want this over. He's like, it's it's no big deal. It's fine. Let's have fun. Like he was like, I think Evan came into it ready, just have a good time. Did you feel like Jackie was hammered by the time Evan got there? As she was like showing him the room, I felt like her, just like her responses. She just seemed like she, which is fine. I just feel like maybe
1: she was having a, a lot of that rosé before he got there. I think there were definitely, she was definitely hammered. Um, I think Jackie's drunk love language is like affection. Yeah. Like I felt like she was ready to like give Teresa a hug and be like, thank you. Yeah, like, let's be <laughs> you know- best friends. Well, then Teresa's like taking the, this
2: is the thing. This is why I love Jersey. And you were saying like, it's like they kiss and make up and they literally truly make up. Now we know this will surface again. There'll be another fight between Jackie and Teresa. This will come up at the reunion. We're not done with it. But then Teresa's taking photos of Jackie and Evan and
1: being like, oh, kiss her. Look how cute you guys are. Like what the fuck is going on? I mean, it's like another planet. (laughs) You really... I mean, you can't make this shit up. They give us the stuff for the cameras. The thing is, like, we all know Teresa still believes the rumor and she's being very two-faced. Like, she's doing, like, she's being cordial with Jackie for her brother. And because of what he said, bringing up her parents, like, that's the only reason why she's, like, kind of putting up face. And
2: I think she also in my mind, I think she's like, she was able to get it out there. And now if other people talk about it, she's not talking about it. So now her hands are clean. It was actually genius. I don't know if that was intentional, but I don't know, it was pretty smart, but we were not done with, with the fighting. I was like, okay. Cause I really went into this being like, I need a lighthearted New Jersey. Like they're at the shore. I want the guys are there. I want drunk antics. I want somebody being, you know, carried by all the guys. Like, I just, I needed that after all the Jinsha stuff. And I thought like, all right, they're on the boats they're doing the jet ski. We're getting there. And then they all come back to have their, their lunch, their salads. And, uh, the women start fighting again. And, you know, I think it was Jackie. who really said to, to Jennifer, had you not brought up the, like brought up the fact, or had told Teresa that Joe
1: said that, Joe um, B. We've lost brain cells this week because of John Shaw. We're going to just keep blaming him. It's so hard to say their
2: last name. Um, But yeah, the Joe B, Marge's husband, whatever he said at Guy's Night, you know, Jackie was like, had you not told Teresa, none of this would have happened. And like Marge jumped in and agreed and kind of like twisted this to be on Jennifer. And she got really upset. And it somehow turned into kind of like, now we're attacking Jennifer and judging her. Marge talked about how, you know, her sloppy behavior and all that. And I thought it was really shitty that Jennifer then turned around and was like, oh, cause we know you slept with your boss. When Marge basically said that, that was kind of like, this is like back in the day before, well before me too. But when like, if you said yes, that meant like it couldn't be rape. but she felt like she had to sleep with her boss. Like there was definitely a lot of, like trauma and emotions there. I thought it was really shitty that Marge shares this with all of them as sort of like, I'm not proud of it. I felt really conflicted with it. I was kind of a victim, kind of not like, I'm sure there's so many women that feel that way. And then Jennifer used it against her. I was just like, God, like now, like every survivor of something that
1: hasn't told people that saw this might not want to tell people because well, they're being shamed, but yeah, yeah they're being shamed, which is horrible. I mean, I think, you know, Marge was, clearly very hurt because then, um, she didn't say this to Jennifer's face, but I felt like her dig about Jennifer staying at home was pretty low. Yeah. Like when she said, you know, you stay at home and then concubine or Yeah. Your husband's your meal ticket. Yeah. Like like, that was pretty, I mean, listen, like, you know, we're moms and Marge is the mom too, but like staying at home is no joke. Like with five kids with the job of all jobs. So, I mean, I take it as hurt people, hurting people. And those two just like, I feel like they're good until they're really not like, they just really don't care for each other. They're like oil and water.
2: Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever, I mean, I don't think they'll ever be friends. It's kind of honestly the same with Jackie and Teresa. I don't see them ever truly being in a space where they're like getting along and going to lunch, the two of them, unless it's to like rehash something. But there will be phases where I think they tolerate each other and they're not fighting. We're just not in that phase yet. And, you know, I can't remember who said it. I think it was, it was either Melissa or Dolores. It was like, I don't think it's going to be a quiet dinner. (laughs) I think it was Dolores. Like I think this upcoming dinner is going to be, um, it's going to be a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of yelling, maybe food throwing. And then we get a preview for what's to come. We got the mid season trailer and, I don't think anyone's believing this, but now, like, it's looking like Melissa and Joe have a terrible marriage that they're fractured. And he says, We're done. I'm sure that was editing about him talking about like Teresa or talking about somebody else, like, meaning we're done with that like relationship with that person. But they edit it to make it look like he was telling Melissa that they were done as a
1: couple. Oh, my gosh. And we got a glimpse of our friend Anthony Lario. We're probably going to have to get him on the pod to talk about that party. I know. I want to hear everything, especially after they
2: air that episode. Like, what did we not see? Because he has said, like, he doesn't know what made the cut. And there were a lot of things that happened at that party, including Teresa's boyfriend was there. Mm. Which, listen to the Patreon, because we've got some tea on that guy. He's not all that he's cracked up to be. All right. All right. Now let's go to Dallas. Um, I don't know that we have much to say about Here Dallas. Here are my highlights on Dallas. One, uh, her, wa- Doctor Tiffany's uh, twins. It was their. I didn't realize at first that this was like their birthday thing. Maybe I missed that because honestly, I zone out a lot with Dallas, um, and I even sometimes have to rewatch it.
1: I I do too. I have to rewatch scenes. And I mean, here, let's just, one of the beauty of housewives is that you can zone out and like still know what's going on. Like that's mindless TV in a nutshell.
2: Yeah. This one just hasn't like Dallas just hasn't captivated me this season. And last season it truly did. Like we started watching Dallas at the suggestion of all of you listeners be like, oh my gosh, you guys have to watch Dallas. And I will say, I loved last season, uh, this season, it's just really hard for me to get into it. And maybe it's because summer house is just so amazing. We've got New Jersey, always strong. I know New York is not too far away. And then we've had all this Jen Shaw stuff. So I just, it's hard for me to like it, to really grab me, but I thought it was kind of crazy. That she was doing a glam squad. Then I realized like this was her kind of party for her daughters. If she was doing something fun. I love that her one daughter loves caviar because Vanessa and I at 35 had our first taste of caviar. It is
1: pretty amazing. It's very good. It's delicious. And if you get to have it with borrata, excuse me, I'm Giada De Laurentiis and a little caffeinated this morning, guys, get ready. Um, it's delicious. It's just salty, golden. That's so good. Oh, yeah, so I know. Good. I mean, once you get a taste of it, you clearly understand. So I get it.
2: Yeah. And I, so I'm like, you know what, if I was six years old and I had caviar, which wow, like what a, <laughs> what a life.
1: I mean, but setting I, the bar high. Yeah. Like, why so I imagine. would want it again.
2: I talk about how, like, when am I going to have caviar again? Since we've had it and we had it in October and I have not had it since. And so it's like, I I get it. If you were six, that's all you're going to think about. Um, I, I just loved that. That's what, what, you know, her six-year-old wants. The other thing I noticed too, did you see Pura Vida Tequila made an appearance with Miss Carrie Britt? No, I mean, this is where I tuned out, but no, I didn't. I didn't she was making that. the jello shots. I was curious to see, cause I've never had jello shots with tequila and knowing how much Carrie loved tequila. I'm like, is she going to make it with tequila? I've only done it with vodka. Um, and I do love a jello shot. I have not done one in a while, but I mean, if somebody came to a party with jello shots, I would definitely have one. Um, but she used Pura Vida tequila. So a crossover maybe in the, in the, you know. And the works with uh, Lisa Barlow and Carrie. And then really the only other thing that like, st- st- well, two other things stood out to me. The cringiness of court giving Cam her dream house. That whole setup and scene. And he's like crying. I c- I just really couldn't figure it out. And that like the house is beautiful, but like, I don't know. like I don't know. And like, he's was, I'm like gonna- a
1: dumbass story. Yeah. Like, like the, it was very weird. Yeah. And like. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a romantic gesture, but it's just weird. I just think big financial decisions like that um, shouldn't be secretive. And I don't know. It's
2: just kind of weird to me. And he made it sound like, like from now on, we're going to make these decisions together. Your name, like when we close, you're going to sign. Like, why the hell wasn't she signing on the other houses you've closed on? That's just, I don't know. For me, it's just like really really odd, even if it was all like courts money and cam like, didn't like financially, they didn't need cam there. I still think like, I would say like to my husband, I want my name to be part of this house. Like, you can't just like leave me out of it from a legal Mm -hmm. standpoint.
1: You gotta, I mean, you gotta listen. Like, I think as women, we all go into marriage, wanting it forever. You don't ever want it not to be, but I think it's also your, we would do ourselves a disservice if we don't, Pay attention to things like that, and also kind of like make our own money.
2: You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. I just be aware. Uh, even even if it's all his money and he's it's his companies and all this stuff, like he's able to be that successful because you're at home with your kids. Like I just think like don't don't minimize like your value, even if you're not bringing like physical money. You're helping in a way, and just make your voice heard. It just was like really weird and hard for me to watch that, and maybe because. For me, like I I just like I knew early on as like when I got started working that like I wanted to I knew that I was going to be somebody that was always going to like want my voice heard, whether it was in business, my romantic life. I just I mean, that's why we have this podcast. We just we like we like our voices heard. And I just couldn't imagine not having that. Uh, thank you for listening to yeah, our voices. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving us another opportunity to be heard and the, okay so final thing and this is really the only part of Dallas where i was like all right we might we might have something here but i don't see why it's such a big deal deandra was asked about brandy's the video obviously as the season like you know this was we're towards the end of the season so obviously like press is getting out that they're filming all these things she's probably like trying to drum up ratings for it which everyone benefits from that including brandy she was asked about the video and she said we confronted it head on I don't think that's bad. I think she's saying, we talked about it. We didn't shy away from it. You will see it. Gives people a reason to watch it. I mean, I guess because she said we confronted Brandy's racist video and Brandy got upset by that. But I'm like, well, your video was racist. I feel like Brandy is trying to act like she is a victim
1: in something that she created and something she did that was terrible. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I mean, it's Brandy is giving a lesson in what it is to have white fragility. I mean, she's just so offended by being labeled racist and all these things when it's truly her actions and behavior. And in talking about giving something more life, she's kind of giving it a little bit more life. And there's so many different ways she could go about this. Well, and she's like, I mean, they're going to talk about it. Like, what do you expect? Like, it's going to be discussed. You featured it head on. Like, in this in this day and age, like, we need to as a society to get more comfortable to talk about these things, and it doesn't have to feel like taboo or that you're being attacked. Like, it's just having a a conversation and being held accountable. Yeah, I
2: yeah, I completely agree. And I just I hated when she said, you you went out there and now you're being perceived as someone who's giving grace and forgiveness. And you took that away from me. I'm like, well, why, why is Brandy going to be shown as someone giving grace and forgiveness? She should be asking for people's grace and forgiveness. Like, I just thought the whole thing just, it rubs me the wrong way. And that's not to say, like, like you said, like people are going to make mistakes. I remember all through high school and most of college, I said the R word when I described something that like, I didn't want to do, uh, I didn't like want to, like, I thought something was dumb. So I would say that's so R word. Then I got an internship with the special Olympics and was put on the campaign called stop the R word. And I, I even told them, like, I had no idea how hurtful me saying this, even though I wasn't around anybody with any type of disability, how hurtful it was. Cause like me saying it meant other people thought it was okay to say it. And that's how it continues. It's a little different, but I think it's the same thing. Like we all make mistakes and it took working with an organization that like kind of brought it to light to me. And I feel like Brandy, if she took a similar response and said like, I really can't believe I did this and like owned it. I
1: feel like she would actually have had a really good season. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely could not, could not agree more, but by Brandy, I'm done yeah, with you. I know. I don't think I really, like, I, I don't know. Obviously she left because
2: it was a bad season for her. I don't really think anyone's going to miss her. And I wonder like how they're going to treat this at the reunion. She clearly isn't going to show up,
1: but you know what though, we still haven't heard anything official from Bravo. So it's very well possible that Brandy is still coming along. And with all the Jen Shaw stuff, yeah. like maybe she's like, well, shit, I don't have it as bad as this chick. <laughs> so, maybe I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. Who knows?
2: Uh Well, from one hot mess to hot Atlanta, um, I have to say, have you been to New Orleans before?
1: No. Remember you and I wanted to take a food trip to New Orleans. Yes. Oh God. We still need to do that. I don't, this, we just, I think had our first kids and are the oldest, I guess. And, um, I remember you and I are, are, I mean, I think we should still make this happen. Uh, Yeah. We have a lot of other trips we want to take before Mm -hmm. then, but. I, we've been talking about doing like just a food trip of new Orleans. Okay. New Orleans
2: has the absolute best food. Like a lot of people go there to party and it is a very fun town. Like I think it is impossible once you get down there, like in the French quarter to be in a bad mood. Kenya is maybe the only exception to that. Oh, but yeah, the absolute best food. I love new Orleans. It used to be part of my territory for my job. So I would go there like at least once every two months, sometimes more. And um, shout out to Ashner Health System, uh, one of the best health systems ever that I've ever encountered. But anyway, such a great place. So much fun. I was so excited that they were there. I knew where this hotel was. It is a beautiful hotel. It is not cheap to stay there. Very, very nice. And I just was like, oh, my God, these women are going to have a blast. Like who doesn't have fun in New Orleans? And Kenya just comes in with such a bad mood because... Through trying to be fun, like I'm gonna do a game with the room. That's
1: how they do it. That's every trip, all the time. Yeah, he's done. She made them do ridiculous challenges. Like, yeah,
2: and because they had to do a booty bounce, Kenya's like, I'm not doing that, just give me my room. Well, so then she's like, All right, well, I'm gonna give you the worst room. Then I was, you know, like the whole point was like the best booty bounce and then the second best. And so, if you're not gonna participate, then you're gonna get last place. I didn't, I actually didn't think it was that shady. I probably would have said to her and then like, go, fi- go pick your own room. If this is how you're going to be like, go to the front desk and figure it out.
1: And she kind of did. <laughs> she got her own suite. She did come in hot, but I, I, the only tiny thing that I give her a little bit of credit is I do understand if you're bringing your baby that you'd want a suite.
2: Yeah. And I will say, I mean, Drew told everyone they could bring their kids. I do think like on some level, maybe be accommodating, but I think I would have been rubbed the wrong way. If I'm like a host, I'm trying to make it fun. And like the very first thing we do, you're going to basically be a party pooper about it, but it all worked out. Kenya got her sweet. She's good to go. Um, and then we learned that LaToya, Toya is not going to be really drinking much this trip, um, because of her behavior. I think a lot of things It was like the trip in Charleston, but I think Fallon's party, uh, Toya and Drew went to church together. And I guess they kind of talked about how drinking brings out a bad side of her. So she kind of is like, um, I'm going to like kind of be a little bit low key and not drink much this trip. I thought, I was like, Oh, we might see a new side of Toya. Sober Toya is possibly more aggressive than drunk Toya.
1: Yes. And I feel like this is my theory. I feel like people on first seasons, um, not, this doesn't happen to everyone, but I feel like her out of control drinking was probably her discomfort with the cameras being around. And she's kind of like able to forget about it more. And now now that she doesn't have drinking as that she's uncomfortable and is lashing out. And then is just like shutting down and like walking away.
2: That's a really good point. Yeah. I don't, there's, there's a lot going on there. She doesn't talk much about her divorce. She makes it seem like it's no big deal that like she's in the process of that. I'm sure there's a, there's gotta be a lot of hurt. Even if it's like two parties, both agree. It's sad. It's a closing of a chapter. I mean, I look at Teresa and and juicy Joe, it's still sad. Um, so maybe there's, there's something there. I don't know they're right. There's something like on the, like a deeper level to her that we're not, we're not there yet, but yeah, she was, uh, she was super aggressive. Wasn't, wasn't holding back with really anybody. She was unhinged. Yes. Uh, And so I feel like there was like all these like highs and lows, you know, and God bless Drew. I think she just tried so hard to make it a fun trip. Um, So now they're going to go do this like little class that's supposed to be, I forgot what the dance was called. It was supposed to be some sort of like special, like new Orleans line dance, but they do some booty bouncing in there too, which I think Kenya was a little bit more open to it this time.
1: I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Well, and they said the mood shifts when she's in a good mood, everyone is in a good mood and they're having fun and her Marlo are having some laughs, which then Portia's like, you know what? I'm going to pull Marlo side and we're going to have a talk.
2: I, I, I guess I, I kind of see maybe Portia's side. My whole thought was maybe just say like, I want you to know that I support everything you do. I saw that your store was open. I didn't like, you know, I would have loved to have been there. Can I, I want to come see it. Like let's pick a time. Instead, it kind of turned into like a, why didn't you invite me? And I think that put Marlo on the defense. I feel like it's going to be a long um, second half or really like last quarter of the season for Marlo because she is friends with Kenya again and trying to be, and trying to like keep that friendship and mend it. I don't, I just feel like Portia just really so strongly dislikes Kenya that she is now going to kind of project her Kenya feelings on Marlo, which I just, I don't know. I don't think it was entirely fair. And I don't think Marlo was in the wrong. Yeah.
1: I mean, I kind of see what, I don't know. I kind of see both sides a little bit. Oh, yeah.
2: It's <laughs> I think it was the I, approach. I think it was the approach with Portia. Um, and I think that put Marlo a little bit on the defense, but I, I feel like these two—it's going to be Marlo and Portia having like a really tough and raw conversation at the reunion. I, I can see them hugging and working it out and being friends again, but I feel like we're going to like have more friction and fighting between the two of them.
1: I hate it because I, I know rather have those two be good than you know. Marlo and Kenya. To be honest, oh, same. I mean,
2: I, I listen. I like Kenya. I think she is. Stunning and beautiful. I know you've said she's maybe one of the most beautiful people you've seen in person. I didn't see her at BravoCon. I was like fighting strangers to hold down our seat for the Vanderpump <laughs> <laughs> premiere. Simpler and, and like, Times. Yeah, simpler Times. So much 2019. Times when people could just throw up in public and nobody worried about the spread of germs. Um story that happened at BravoCon. The lady
1: threw up. Listen to that episode, the (laughs) BravoCon, if you want a good laugh and some good stories.
2: But so you got, and you also are, you have been a diehard Atlanta fan since the beginning. Like, I would kind of come in and out of seasons, and you always watched it. So I was like, oh my gosh, go, go see them. And I mean, you said Kenya might be the most beautiful person you've seen. They're
1: both stunning. They're both gorgeous. See, like, Kenya to me is like the ultimate housewives villain in a way. Like, she's like a villain I like though. Like, she doesn't bother bother me that much that I truly dislike her. Like I do like a Vicky Govelson who can be a villain. Um, But Kenya to me is, I don't know, I guess I take her with a little bit of a grain of salt, but she does throw some daggers. Not going to lie. She does. (laughs) She doesn't play lightly, but I, I say this a lot, hurt people, hurt people. And I think a lot of the times when Kenya comes for people, she's hurt. And then she just kind of goes below the belt. Yeah. And gives us Kenya more hair care.
2: I mean, I forgot about that moment. That's like the craziest thing to think that like Marlo invited her over Porsche because I of know that. I do see Porsche's point. Um, I just feel like, I think I've learned whenever you feel hurt by not being included so- in something, the better stance to take is in the future. I'd love to be there to support you instead of a, why didn't you invite me? Because it makes it sound like an event that was really celebrating someone else's accomplishment. Like you're making it about yourself. And I could see Marlo taking it that way, but yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I need Marlo and Portia to make up. I really am hoping for this like beautiful moment at the reunion where they have like this hug and it's great. And they're best friends again, but that's, I don't know. We'll see if that happens. The reunion
1: has been filmed. We got reunion looks. It appears to be welcome to the dungeon theme. Um, So the ladies are a little scantily clad, (laughs) which we fully support. Some took it very far. I personally, Candy is getting a lot of heat. Well, not heat, hate for her look. I personally am all here for it because she fully committed to being the mistress. Yeah. And I love like a good, we, t- you know, you heard us talk about themes recently. I enjoy a good theme party. Um, So I'm here for it, but a lot of people aren't really here for it. The looks. Uh,
2: yeah. I didn't, I actually didn't mind her outfit. Um, We were talking about this with uh, Danielle from Hollaback Cards and it's more the, that wig with like the, the bangs for me. Um, The bangs were like the hardest thing for me to get past. I didn't mind the outfits. I kind of liked that. They all went like black, but they didn't do like black cocktail. I mean, there was a lot of spice and I mean, Marlo looks like maybe she forgot a piece of her dress, but I kind of love it. I'm like, I, this is the thing about the women of Atlanta. They are most, I would say, most of most of them, um, just seem so confident in their own skin, and I feel like that's so refreshing and so great to see. They're not like a toothpick, you know. Build. They have curves. They embrace it. They like love their hips and their butts. And as somebody who is not a toothpick myself, and even if I only ate an apple a day for five years, would not look like that. I love seeing women that kind of embrace that. So, I, like for me, I was like, "Go, Marlo! Like you're confident. Wear that!" Like. It's a lot of body positivity. Yeah. So I'm like, get it girls. I loved, I just loved the look. Um, some of them, yeah, the, the hair for some was a little, little interesting. Portia gave us a look that was very similar to another reunion. And I need to look up which one I, it was, but I was like, I've seen this, this hair and this like makeup look. Was she pregnant?
1: It's so, I I think oh, maybe. the one where she was pregnant, but I could be mistaken.
2: Is that the one where they had like the, um. The Koi Pond thing. It reminds me, I was yeah. thinking it's the Koi Pond one. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah, I agree. Like there was something like that look seems similar. Maybe it was like the cut of the dress and her hair and makeup was similar. She looked beautiful, but I'm like, oh, Porsche. I love when you just like mix it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited. So this yes. Atlanta reunion's coming, which the season's ending. I really hope Bolo makes it, like knowing the end- be Cohen, he probably is like I need Bolo here, like an excuse to have Bolo at the reunion. I really hope he's there, Um, just to see Andy's face. That would if be he's, yeah. If he's not amazing. there in person, I think he joins by Zoom. <laughs> that would, that would be incredible. I mean, they need to. He's kind of a big plot line. <laughs> big plot line. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. Uh, thanks, thanks. I want okay. So I have a, an idea for the shout out this week. Oh, I do too. Okay, you go first. My idea for the shout out this week is through all the Bravo content creators. This is kind of a Super Bowl week for us. Um, when something crazy happens in the Bravo world, like an arrest, and nothing brings us all together better than an arrest, we all put out the best content. So I want to give a special shout out to Lucy on the Ground, Best of Bravo, Hollaback Back Cards. Uh, Oh, no, Bravo, mixing with money. There's so many, uh, so many different content creators that, oh, so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Like mainly Bravo too. mainly Bravo. Yeah. I mean, we can keep going. The, the, the amount of content that this Jen Shaw arrest is giving all of us. It's like fuel. I mean, I hate saying this, but I know it sounds so weird. It's weird. And it sounds like so bad, but given the charges, um, and like we said, we will, we discuss that in full detail on our Patreon, patreoncom slash real moms of Bravo. I don't feel that bad. I don't either. And honestly, it's like
2: sparked this like creativity in us. I think sometimes as you go through this, and this is a little bit like how the sausage is made when you're thinking about memes and content that you want to put out on your page. You want it to be like relevant, but different and not the same as like what other memes have been or memes you've done in the past. And I, this, I feel like for like us, like this Jen Shaw thing has just been a breakthrough and the creativity and like our mind, like it's been nice to not be like in a rut or have like a, a meme creating block. So yeah, it's been, it's been great. And the best part is too, with all the content creators. I mean, we are very friendly with every account. We like support everyone. Um, But it's been like a reason for all of us to share each other's stuff more and comment and interact more. And as Danny Pellegrino said, nothing brings Bravo fandom together um, quite like one of their own being arrested. And it's true.
1: We're a twisted group of people. So we, I mean, only in Bravo. Okay. who? What's your shout out? Well, mine was going to actually be to Lala
2: because I really appreciate oh. the post that she just did. Um, she is, she has been pumping and she is breastfeeding. She said she's very fortunate and realizes how lucky she is that um, her body, you know, is producing enough, um, milk for her baby, but I thought she put a really, really nice caption. Um, she posted it to her stories. Originally, it was a picture of her looking like she was like maybe half asleep, uh, plugged it like her pump plugged in and she's sitting on the floor and she decided to post it on her feed, which I think was pretty bold. Cause it's like, you know, it's a very raw look at motherhood, but I loved her caption. Cause it was really just about like, no matter how you feed your baby, you are a great mom and you're doing such a good job. And I just, I love hearing that we are very big supporters of fed is best. I shared it to her story. Our kids are not going to be asked on their college application. Did your mom exclusively breastfeed you? Was she, did she pump? Were you formula fed? Like these things, no one will ask you that. Just like no one asked you at what age did your kids start walking when they start applying for stuff, but you, you worry about this and you compare yourself to other people. And I thought it was really nice to see her putting out there such a positive message. So I give I my shout out to Lala. it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I'm reading her post right now, but she says, I know my baby's bonded to me, regardless of what kind of nipple is in her mouth. Like beautifully said. Lala. Amen.
2: Yeah. Amen. So, uh, with that, if we haven't lost you too much by our <laughs> twisted, uh, enjoyment Humor. Of, of somebody, <laughs> yeah. Of someone's really basically. The end of like their life is pretty much ruined now. Um, Please uh, follow us at Real Moms of Bravo. If your humor is just as dark and twisted as us, we'll be putting a lot more out. Today is the call for her arraignment. It's in 30 minutes. You better believe we're going to be on it. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to our podcast uh, at Real Moms of Bravo. So you're alerted whenever we put a new episode out. And if you want that bonus content and want to hear more about Jen Shaw, about the headlines, we've got really, really, really good tea on Teresa's. About Teresa's apron. man. Yeah. Yep. Go to, as we said before, patreon.com backslash Real Moms of Bravo. You can be part of the community for as little as $3 a month. And you know, for those that are curious, that money just goes towards things like improving our sound quality, getting better mics, being able to do this more frequently um, so that we can continue to make this free. So that this will never not be free. We will always keep this free, but the Patreon just gives us a little extra support to do some other things with it. And we are greatly appreciative. Um, And with that, we will catch you all next week.